0: Selena Gomez, single soon. We are Quick C 983 It is Brian and Trisha. It has been twenty years since the classic Christmas movie Elf is that was just released. Even possible? Twenty year t- two thousand three was when it came out. That's crazy. So uh, this happened within the last few days. Uh, there in New York. There were drivers that just, you know, you see this, this truck pulling something and it's got a police escort and it was actually the sleigh from the movie, Santa's sleigh from the, the movie. Kringle 3000 yes, or, whatever. or yeah. whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty cool to see it. They brought it to New York and it's on, it was on the Long Island Expressway and then they, they parked it so that people could go and get pictures with it. Please
1: tell me James Kahn owns it.
0: I don't know who the guy is that owns it. There's, let's see, Mark Bozek of Huntington, Long Island. He purchased it. Uh, He got it. Didn't tell his wife that he was bidding on it. Oh, that's a good plan. And uh, he thought, well, this is really cool. And so the bid started at $500. That seems reasonable for a movie prop. And then he ended up paying $12,000 for it. Yeah. And then he said he told his wife when he pulled it in the driveway. And this thing is not small. He said it was a lot bigger than he thought it was. It weighs a ton, 18 feet long. and Literally so weighs a ton? It does, yeah. And So
1: when there was the divorce final?
0: <laughs> I think they're still married, it sounds like it. But uh, he bought it to use as a centerpiece on his lawn for a holiday party. So... <laughs> I mean, this My thing is wife huge. would be
1: furious if I showed up with one of those giant skeletons that everybody got for <laughs> the holidays.
0: Well, this guy ended up donating it to the fire department. And he said, hey, if you guys will use it and take care of it, then it's yours. And so he made a donation. And so they take it around and let people see. But how cool is that, though? And it looks great. It's been well-maintained, very well taken care of.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's $12,000.
0: I mean, they could have let it just. I don't know how long he he's had it. And I don't know how long he get, get how long ago he gave it to the fire department. But I mean, they they've done a good job to take care of it.
1: Oh good my. for them. His Royal Highness Stuart Jones from First Christian Church is here this morning. Hello, hello. I call you something different every time. I
2: know. I liked the, I liked the Grand Poobah. The Grand Poobah like was one of yeah. my favorites. Wasn't that from the Flintstones? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you a member of the Water Buffalo Lodge? I had the Water Buffalo Lodge. And what was what was uh, Happy Days? What was that thing he was a part of that Mr. Uh, Mr. Cunningham was with? It was something a Fez. I yeah. can't remember. Anyway. A lot of those uh
1: you know, there's the Moose Lodge yeah. and there's this and there's that. But yeah, I don't know. That's huh. good times.
2: I miss Happy Days.
1: Yeah. That was a great
2: show. It was a great show.
1: Uh Stu's gonna read us the uh, Die Hard Christmas in just a little bit, so you are gonna get your listing ears on for that one. And uh, this is the sixth year. It's crazy that we've been doing this. I know we didn't even let COVID get in our way. No, no, that was a crazy year because we didn't want to let it stop us. So you went in the podcast room at the yeah. church. And filmed yourself Fired reading up. It. Absolutely. So now we us. have
2: it in video form, too. This is great. And you the know,
0: debate continues on whether or not it's really a Christmas well, it's a book. movie or
2: book. It's it's even, I mean, it's a Christmassy looking book. Well, yeah, it's got
0: absolutely. some holly on it. Yeah,
2: that makes it Christmassy. Well, the yeah. other thing I'd like to point out is that
1: uh, other folks are weighing in and saying, if you really want a Christmas classic, you have got to watch Gremlins. Right. Or uh, there's other ones that are also Christmas movies.
0: Right. So I would consider Gremlins a Christmas movie. It takes place at Christmas
2: it time. It takes place at Christmas time. It's as much a Christmas me- movie reason as Was is. Gizmo not a Christmas present? Right, it was a Christmas present. That's how the whole thing true. even got crazy. It's very true. And and Phoebe Cates tells the whole story of her dad getting stuck in the chimney. Yeah. And then in Gremlins 2 tells the story of some horrible thing happening in her family on Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> it's just, if you want to hear a terrible story, just look for Phoebe Cates in a movie. <laughs> That's true.
1: Oh. So uh Christmas vacation obviously a Christmas movie. What is your favorite Christmas movie of all time? And it doesn't even have to be a Christmas movie. Yeah,
2: see I and I and and my answer is always Die Hard just yeah. because I defend it so vehemently. But anyway, I, I I still think uh I don't know. I I Wonderful Life is yeah. is up there high for me. Yeah. So Christmas vacation is pretty quotable, though. So. I
1: will point out that you know, as a minister, how biblically accurate is "It's a Wonderful Life"?
2: Uh, you know, oh, it's it makes me laugh every time. It's like, okay, we were just derailed right off the bat. Here, here's Clarence. No presents. Yeah. No, there's there's no biblical insight. Here, yeah. So. And, and there's no whole thing in the New Testament angels getting wings when bell no, rings. No. And, and you know the fact that he's you know formerly human. These are the clothes I died in. And it's like, wait. That's, they're different creatures. Oh, well, here we go. So, yeah, uh,
1: it's a wonderful Christmas movie that has no biblical basis. Yes. Whatsoever. So therefore, Die Hard can be. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, as far as traditional Christmas like uh, cartoons or things that are geared for children yeah. and families, is there one that sticks out? Oh, yeah, out? it's Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no question. But which does contain a really, really religious yes. segment. Yeah. where Linus you got Linus tells, yeah. quoting Luke too. I mean, it's just yeah. fantastic. Which is crazy. That the Peanuts Christmas special is
2: way more biblically oh, yes. accurate. Than yeah. It. It's a
1: line. yeah, it's wonderful. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, it's actually in the rotation of all the movies that we watch. Charlie Brown Christmas, yeah. even though it's only twenty-two minutes or whatever. Long. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, so. the other thing is, is that CBS had the access to those for decades, mm-hmm. and now they're only on Apple Plus. Right. And uh, if you don't have that, you ain't seeing the Charlie Brown ones. Except yeah. for I got them all on DVD. I do too. So.
2: That's my that's my fallback.
1: My favorite one of all time is Rudolph. Okay, I love the Rankin Bass yeah. uh, puppet animation stuff.
0: That was well done. Yeah, yeah, it
2: holds up. Um, it does, and it also gives us the whole. I mean, the 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 the, the Elf North Pole land kind of falls into that whole background and feel which is fun so
1: yeah and that's kind of the mimic they used in the movie elf and up until right before that movie came out they were so scared they were going to get sued because it looks so oh yeah oh yeah it does yeah yeah
0: and speaking of elf that's my favorite christmas movie i
1: love that we just watched that one that qualifies kind of a new classic that i've
2: gotten into the last couple of years for christmases oh vince vaughn oh Mm Anytime that Jon Favreau comes on the screen yeah. in that one, and they start beating the tar out of each other, yeah. that's good times. Poor Orlando. That's well, and <laughs> Dwight Yoakam as a minister yes. is
1: just—it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So there you go. <laughs> Stick around, Stu's going to read to us in just a little bit. The Band Camino, Brian and Tricia. We are Quixie 98.3, eight three, and uh, we hope you're all geared up, set, and ready, and you have your your families all around the radio and gathered for this traditional holiday classic. And let's go back to the beginning. You got this book as a gift one year because yeah. everybody knows of your love of Die Hard.
2: Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, Jerry Mraz uh, found this book for me. I had never seen it before. I've actually seen it a couple of times coming across the Facebook ads here lately. But, uh, yeah, so that was seven years ago, and I think I told you about it. And And yeah. maybe, maybe that year I was filling in for the morning show i think for like a full session and yeah. i said hey i can bring this along and we can kill some time so
1: so that's how this whole thing got yeah. started um you have got a lot of diehard gifts throughout the year your shirt for example yes
2: this is my uh uh hans Booby. i'm your white knight shirt just got that last year actually yeah. and i uh, i have a uh, uh, invitation to the Nakatomi Plaza uh, Christmas party <laughs> shirt. I wore that to the theater to to watch it last Monday. Um, and I've your got, family constructed you a Nakatomi Plaza. Yes, you. I have a full cardboard 3D Nakatomi Plaza with the helicopter falling off the side, and explosion on the top. That's where all my Christmas gifts get put into on Christmas morning. It's I've special. heard the argument
1: for years that, you know, it is or isn't a Christmas movie. I saw an interesting take that maybe it's not a Christmas movie. They said he spends the entire movie in the dark, running and hiding from Alan Rickman. So it's really a Harry Potter movie. Yeah. Also <laughs> possibly a Christmas movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So there you go.
1: All right. So here we are reading the beloved children's classic, the movie Die Hard in, in uh, <laughs> book form. Here's Stuart Jones with A Die
2: Hard Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas and up in the tower, everyone was partying except one wallflower. John McLean missed his wife. Things just weren't the same, since Holly had moved west and changed her last name. He tried to win her back, but she still said no, while unbeknownst to them, there was trouble below. A truck had pulled up, and who should disembark but fourteen men, whose intentions were dark. They spoke not a word and unloaded big crates, then cut the phone lines and locked all the gates. Carl swept the ground floor, shooting every guard dead, while visions of Barabans danced in his head. John took off his shoes, making fists with his toes. It actually worked. Well, what do you know? When out in the lobby there arose such a clatter, he sprung to the door to see what was the matter. When what to his wandering eyes should appear? Holy crap, there are terrorists here. John hid under the table where no one could see and watched Hans question Mr. Takagi. I'm going to count to three. There will not be a four. Give me the codes to open the vault door. I don't know the codes, so go ahead and shoot. Okay, said Hans Gruber, and ruined Takagi's suit. John tried to call the cops by pulling an alarm, but instead called the bad guys who tried to cause him harm. But John killed Tony, who had very small feet, and sent him to the terrorists as a yuletide treat. He put a Santa hat on the German and, eyes all aglow, wrote, Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Carl was furious. Tony was his brother. He chased John across the roof and they shot at each other. John was able to escape through the ventilation shafts. Come out to the coast, he sighed. We'll have a few laughs. At Nakatomi Tower, a sergeant Powell appeared. He checked the whole lobby and saw nothing weird. He was pulling away, but didn't get far before Marco landed on his on the hood of his car. Powell drove away backwards, screaming in fright. Welcome to the party, pal! John yelled with delight. More police arrived, the FBI and a SWAT team, but Hans didn't mind. It was all part of his scheme. More rapid than eagles, his henchmen, they came, and he radioed and shouted and called them by name. Now Eddie, now James, now Franco, now Yuli, on Fritz and on Carl, hair long and unruly. They shot the SWAT tank with a surface-to-air missile and knocked it away like the down of a thistle. Now John McLean was angry indeed, He blew up two terrorists and called them jerkweed. Ellis told Hans, "Bubby, I'm your white knight. Hans shot him dead, giving the hostages a fright. Hans went to go check on the explosives fuse and saw that poor John wasn't wearing any shoes. John fled from Carl and Hans, but alas, he had to run barefoot over sharp broken glass his feet how they hurt his souls oh so bloody john crawled to the bathroom and called his good buddy john was weary and ready to throw in the towel until he got a pep talk from sergeant al powell powell was chubby and plump a right jolly old cop and he trusted the cowboy in the tattered tank top But a reporter was probing into McLean's life and revealed that Holly was actually John's wife. Hans quickly flipped over the gold picture frame. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mrs. McLean. His clothes all tarnished with ashes and soot. John staggered to the roof, bloody and barefoot. The explosives were wired to the rooftop with care in hopes that the hostages soon would be there. John warned everyone the roof would soon blow as the chopper strafed him with high-powered ammo. Around his waist he tied a fire hose tight and, screaming an oath, jumped into the night. He tangled in the air and gritted his teeth while flames encircled the tower like a wreath. Fiercely fighting his way back inside, John yelled out, Hans, and he was done trying to hide. He limped to the vault like an old man on crutches, only to find Holly in his filthy clutches. John dropped his gun, but put his hands on his head. It seemed he and Holly soon would be dead. But with a secret gun taped to his back, John shot Hans in a surprise attack. Hans fell out the window, still holding Holly's arm, and slowly deliberately raised his firearm the tenacious villain held on by his nails till john unhooked holly's watch and said happy trails Barabons fluttered like fresh fallen snow as holly embraced her blood-spattered bow so merry christmas to all be kind to one another and most of all yippee-ki-yay
1: my friends stuart jones Lead minister, First Christian Church, reading that holiday classic, A Die Hard Christmas. Thank you for coming in. Hey, thanks for having me.